welcome to Mom Cave Live, where we may have lost our minds, but we haven't lost our senses of humor. I'm Jen, and we have a really fun guest today. Um, more than fun. She's going to be really helpful, too. Hi, this is Debbie Osborne. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you? Good. You know, we've got the two cameras going, so it's like you're a movie star. You have your side view and your front view. That's but, right. Yeah. <laughs> great, great to see you. Um, so... The title of your book is exactly what we want to talk about here, and it's Raising Other People's Children. There it is. What Foster Parenting Taught Me About Bringing Together a Blended Family. Um, so we have a lot of blended families that uh, are around here on Mom Cave, and we've got their foster families, their step-parenting families, grandparenting families, Um every kind of family imaginable, and we need to know how to make it work. Um, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I, you know, I've, I've, done, I've done all of it except biological families. I've never had any biological kids, uh, but I, um, I've collected seven kids and 10 grandkids. Wow, <laughs> okay. So you're, you're the stepmama to seven kids? Uh, well, I have, um, I'm stepmom to five kids, and then there's two of my foster daughters that became part of the family. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've kind of run the gamut. Um, you you also, in, in your in your other life, you're an attorney, correct? Right. Yes. That, that's how I pay my bills. <laughs> well, we, we all need to pay our bills, um, for sure. But I, w- I was reading that you also, as an attorney, have... A lot of experience in like family law and these kinds of. Um, I well, it. I, I don't work with domestic um, issues like family law, which is I, I don't do divorce and that kind of stuff. But right. what I do is uh, I represent organizations that work with kids. Okay. So I do a lot of work with camps, schools, childcare centers, mentoring organizations, right? Um, service providers, protecting kids. Protecting kids, yes. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Could um, anybody who has any questions for Debbie, go ahead and pop them in the comments. And, of course, um, we're going to give away a copy of her book um, to someone who comments. So kind of start me in the beginning of your story, if you would. Okay. Well, I started out, my, my parents were always very involved in youth ministries at our church and working with at-risk kids. And so when I graduated from college, it was sort of a natural to go into working in, in that field. I worked as a, uh, a probation officer with the juvenile court in Metro Atlanta. Um, I a lot of it involves social work, although I wasn't, I was never a licensed social worker, but I was essentially a social worker in, in the job. I, I burned out. I got tired of dipping out the ocean with a teaspoon and uh, re- retreated to law school. But even as a lawyer, I stayed involved with organizations and volunteering with kids and eventually uh, found myself as a foster parent. And um, I, I did different kinds. I started out as an emergency placement and then did respite care and then eventually had a couple of long-term placements. Um, and so then I uh, left that job. I uh, came back to home to Georgia. My, uh, my mom had had a stroke. My 
brother and sister were raising children without my advice. So it was <laughs> not your advice. They needed you. Right. They, they needed me. So. You must be the oldest sibling. I, I am. Is it obvious? Yeah. Yes. I'm an oldest sibling as well. So, you know, they never That's listened right. to you. If only they did. It's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, my siblings and my kids, their life would just be so much easier. Exactly. <laughs> listen to me. Us, but whatever. So, so you went back to help with all of that. So, that's right. That's right. So I, I moved back home and then um, met and fell in love with a man with five kids. Um, now, it, it, it's not as bad as it sounds. Three of the kids were adults, so only two of them were still <laughs> at home. needed parenting, parenting at that point. Oh, you know, they, they keep coming back. So um, mm-hmm. I joke right now, our, our middle son and his uh, teenage daughter, um, they've moved into our basement temporarily 11 years ago. So we we still it's all relative. Eleven years it's all it's is, all is relative. temporary in the scheme it's, of the whole lifetime. That's right. It's it's still temporary. <laughs> right. <laughs> but 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 we have a good relationship and you know that it's they have their space and um we have our space and and, and it works out. But we we still um we have good relationship with most of the kids. Um one of the foster kids, one of the um uh, stepkids is you know, they make the decisions and, and they pull away and you just kind of wait for them to come back. But that's um, that's part of parenting other people's kids. Uh, it's one of the things I've discovered is that with foster kids and stepkids, um, we're not the people who are supposed to be in their lives uh, from their perspective. And mm-hmm. so we have to give them space to work through that. And yeah, some, some it takes take longer than others. others. Yeah. I mean, in... in- there's a similar phenomenon, I guess you would say, even with biological children in that okay. they they have they have to pull away and become independent. And sometimes that part is pretty painful. There's sort of a rejection of where you come came from. I think everyone goes through that a little bit in adolescence. And then hopefully, ideally, you um, at least I, I did. You come back and think to, wow, like these are the people that I love. And you come back. Right, to it. Right, You appreciate right. things later, but you have to grow before you can. The, the way I phrase it with teenagers is the aliens will return their brains eventually. Oh, thank so, God. So. <laughs> you just have to wait for it. <laughs> thank God. Um, great. So um, anyone who's watching, drop a comment if you are a foster parent or a step parent or you are helping raise someone else's child. Um, Debbie, like, let's let's go with the, the step parenting aspect. When, when you first meet someone and they have children or you have children or both, what do you think is the most important thing to think about as regard to the kids? With regard to the kids, you have to, um, you have to decide early on what your lane is. And uh, like I said, from the kids perspective, you're not supposed to be in their lives. They're supposed to have biological intact family. That's the way that, that, Kids are hardwired, and um, when things don't work that way, there, there's always all sorts of good reasons that the, the, the intact family falls apart. But it still leaves the kids feeling that uh, something's off kilter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, and, and if if we as step parents come in and start trying to do too much too soon, then uh, we're going to, to torpedo the relationship. 
Um, I, I have a great relationship with my stepkids and started out on a good relationship, but, but I understood from having been a foster parent that my role was not to replace their mom. Yeah. They have a mom. Uh, she, she's very involved and she loves them very much. And my role was as more of a mentor. Mm -hmm. And, um, so if you think of it in terms of fairy tales, I actually used to joke with my boys that, um, I, I had read all the manuals for being a stepmother, you know, Hansel and Gretel and um, <laughs> right. Snow White and all of those. I knew it, but, but the, the stereotype is there. And I think it's because, um, we as a, as a species, we're a storytelling species. We mm -hmm. tell ourselves stories. It's how we pass on information. It's how we make sense of our world and, and kids tell their, they have a narrative for their lives. And of course they're always the hero in their story. And, and, and the role for us is either the villain or the mentor. Mm -hmm. And those are really the only two options for us. We're not going to be the parents. We're only going to be either the mentor or the villain. And that's where we have to understand that our lane is being a mentor, not a parent. Um, and or if we're not careful, um, it's just very easy to slot us into being the villain. Right, right. And and how when you have a kid who isn't um, isn't feeling it is is thinking that you're more <laughs> the villain. Um, right. How do you push them towards that idea of that you can be a mentor to them? What, how do you show them that? Well, um, you don't push them, you show them. Right. And so um, you you have to give them space. You have to let them, you know, give them permission to feel whatever they feel. Now, you still have to set boundaries. Um, every every healthy relationship has boundaries, mm -hmm. and so that doesn't mean that we just put up with all sorts of crap from them. Right. But but we present it in a very calm way. Of, um, for example, one of my personal boundaries is I, I just don't let people curse at me. Mm -hmm. And um, when somebody starts, I just withdraw from the conversation. Just let let's talk about this later. Right. And. I, I don't respond. I, I don't yell back if it's any of the kids. Um, you know, if it happens on the phone, I hang up. <laughs> if it happens in person, I, I just say, we'll discuss this later and I go somewhere else. Yeah. And it, it's a way of um, drawing a boundary in a very calm manner. And if they want to talk to me, this is how you talk to me. Um, so you, you do have to balance that line between expecting respect but giving them space to build to be whatever feel whatever else they want to feel and have um, have room for the relationship to grow organically so um, I would say that that if you've got a kid who's who's rejecting you uh, which I've had mm -hmm. uh, you just you just you understand you say I'm sorry I I I'm sorry that your parents are not together, or as I would say with my foster kids, I'm, I'm sorry your mom's not here. Um, I'm here. I love you. And these are the house rules. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it's hard to set boundaries um, with kids when, yeah. yeah. And, and when they don't respect you as much, even harder, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, 
can you think of something that is surprising or most people would find surprising possibly about being a foster parent? Um, I would say in many ways being a single foster parent was easier than being a married foster parent. And <laughs> people tend to not not realize that. And it's because when I was, it, definitely there's downsides to being a single foster parent, um, any kind of single parent, because I was the only pair of hands. Right. And I had to build a safety net of people to you know pick up my kids at school and that sort of stuff. When I was married, I had a built-in... Uh, backstop to to do those sort of things, but the 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 part that made it hard is I, this wonderful, generous, reasonable man that I married had different opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't he didn't agree with me. Again, and, like siblings and children, if only the spouse yeah. would agree with us <laughs> and listen to us, things would be so That's much right. better. <laughs> I, I I I had been doing this. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, so it, it, it the the part that surprised me was having to get on the same page as my spouse or mm-hmm. at the very least Agree to disagree, but decide whose whose lane this was in. Uh-huh. And um, and generally, it's it if, if you you're disagreeing with your spouse, um, the biological parent gets the they're the ones who make the final decision because they're the ones that the kids are connected to. Right, that's fair. I think. Yeah. 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 Are there resources for for dealing with those sorts of the spousal disagreements, are there, is there anyone who can help you? Is there anywhere you can turn when you're having that problem while parenting? Uh, well, I would, you know, counseling or in our case, we had um, trusted um, adults that, that we both respected and mm-hmm. were willing to listen to uh, people who had been, who had been experienced. Um, I would say one of the things that we had to work through was as um, not so much with the, the stepkids, but we ended up um, one of my former, one of my foster, former foster kids um, hit a really, really bad patch. And so we inherited a grandchild for five years um, who had been through a lot of trauma and the, the trauma was unexpected for my husband. And even I, as experienced as I was with kids who had suffered trauma, didn't recognize a lot of it because the child was so good at at hiding it from Mm -hmm. us. Uh, And I think that's one of the things that we have to realize is that, you know, even divorce um, with kids is traumatic. So if, if, yeah. So if we're a step parent, we we know with foster kids, obviously we know they've had trauma. But even with step kids, they've they've lost their intact biological family either through death or divorce. Mm-hmm. And um, even though kids are resilient, even though they can be fine on the surface, there is still some level of trauma there that they've suffered. So I think that. One of the resources that I always encourage people to go to is, is not only counseling and not only um, trusted adults, but learn about the effects of trauma. Okay. And there's um, trauma-focused counseling, but if you just look on uh, Google, you'll find all sorts of things about dealing with kids who've suffered trauma. 
That's good. That's a very good thing to remember. Um, we have a comment from Jessica asking, besides cursing, what other boundaries have you set? The, a lot of the boundaries were, um, like I said, the interpersonal relationships were um, just some basic level of respect. Um, you, you don't have to love me, but you have to be, we have to be respectful to each other. Mm-hmm. So there's a sort of a kind of a mishmash of things that are in that. The other things were that boundaries were just house rules. And I've, I've learned to present them as house rules rather than our rules or my rules, because there's, when you depersonalize somehow, right. kids blame it on something else. <laughs> That's right. They, they understand it better. And um, that also helps with the, um, the, the the disconnect they have between living at our house and living at their parents' house or their, their, their other by other parents' house. Um, and I learned to I, I don't I learned to just say those are the rules there, these are the rules here. So the rules here, for example, um, at curfew and those kind of things are very obvious, but. Being a lawyer, I have a very busy schedule, and I just kind of made clear. My husband had custody of his two boys, so I was able to say, I will stay out of your room. I'm not going to tell you how to clean it up. I don't want it to be a health hazard. Sure, it's a health hazard. We don't need like rodents or to be condemned. That's right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. But you're responsible for doing your own laundry. Um, and, and as the kids grew up, I shifted more and more responsibility to them. And, uh, but you know, some of the boundaries I had were public space has to be clean. If mm-hmm. you carry your stuff into the public space, you got to carry it out. Um, they had chores and again, I, I, I learned, that, that let's take, for example, one of my kids um, just was supposed to take trash out and he would never remember to take the trash out. I'll have one of those too. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and you, you know, you can, you can fuss at him. You can yell at him. I remember actually saying to my son, uh, so, so when do you plan to take the trash out? Um, and this, this kid was a d- delightful kid because he didn't have a filter until he got a little older. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I said, when, when, when do you, when, what's your plan for taking the trash out? He said, uh, when I got tired of your nagging me about it. Right. <laughs> so I thought, all right, so we, we have to do something besides nagging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so I went back with a, a technique my mom used, which was when the trash started, um, you know, building up in the kitchen, getting close to overflowing. I just bagged it up and put it in his room. And I kept leaving the trash in his room. That is totally my style. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it it's your got it out of my way. Not, I don't want it in my kitchen anymore. You're supposed to take it out in your room. That's it. That's right. Um, so, I, so I learned to look for logical consequences in, mm-hmm. in those sort of areas and try to replicate life as much as possible. And that's what happens if you don't take the trash out. It piles up. And right, right. I just needed it to pile up in his space instead <laughs> of my space. <laughs> Fair enough. Totally clever. 
Social media is full of young, gorgeous women giving makeup tutorials. I guarantee you they've never tried putting their face on with a baby on one boob and another kid shooting Nerf guns at them. Moms want to look great too, but we just don't have the time or the energy to put all that effort into it. Meet Mommy Makeup. Yep, it's a thing. Mommy Makeup's motto is clean beauty for busy women. Take advantage of their free color consultation program. Send in your selfie and which products interest you, and Mommy Makeup will reply back with shade suggestions and a $10 gift card to use towards your order. MommyMakeup.com slash free color consultation. Promo code MOMCAVE for 20% off your first order. Start your Mommy Makeup journey today. Or as soon as the kids go to bed. <laughs> I'm going to flash your book up on the screen real quick for everybody again. Um, let's see. This is Raising Other People's Children. Um, it should make a link in the comments where you can find the book. Um, I, I've heard wonderful things about it. And I know that there are so many people here that could use some advice. Um, let's see. So before, I don't know, before we wrap up. I'm trying to think of a really great question. I need to be like, remember in Inside the Actor Studio when he always had the questions at the end? Yes. The same yes. questions. I, I need to have that. But, hmm. Okay. So, someone is um, just became the guardian of their grandchild for the first time. Mm-hmm. And they're going through all the thoughts and the emotions and, and the what the heck do I do's. And if you could just say something to them, what would you tell them? Um, relax, take a deep breath, take things one day at a time. Um, and understand that if you're raising a grandchild, it's because they have trauma. You may not see it. You may not understand it. You may not even know how bad it is, but, but it's there. So one of the things, again, it goes kind so of goes back to boundaries, but understand sometimes that trauma response looks a lot like bad attitudes, obnoxious, and being disrespectful, and those things. And so you have to learn how to say, "No, this is a boundary. You you have to be respectful." But I understand where you're coming from, and we need to work on this together and Mm -hmm. you you need to walk alongside them and you need to give them the structure and you need to, you you need to help them with learning how to adjust to the new situation, but you need to give them a lot of grace and a lot of room to, to find their way. Um, And I guess the top thing I would say is pick your battles. Don't, don't argue over everything. Make sure that make sure that if you have a rule, it is worth going to the mat for that rule mm-hmm. because because they will push you, they will push the boundaries, they will test you, and you don't want to you don't want to do that for everything. Again, that brings us full circle. Uh, pick your battles also applies to siblings, children, yes. spouses, all of it. Pick your battles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Know what's important to you. Thank you so much. I feel like there's so much that you could share and there are a million questions people must have. You can put them in the comments and we you can find Debbie at um, Debbie Osborne on Instagram and your website is DebbieOsborne.com. Thank yep. you guys so much for watching and thank you, Debbie, for talking with me. Thank you. I've thoroughly enjoyed it.